Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey everyone, welcome back to Make Money Behave. I'm Maria Casillas, and before I jump into today's topic, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you who have been tuning in, especially over the last few weeks, and especially to those who have reached out and just said, hey, this particular podcast was really great. I I know I got this information from it. It touched my life this way, etc., etc. Uh, those actually are so great to hear because I never know what it is that you really resonate with and unless you either reach out to me personally, as some of you have done, or leave a rating and review down at the bottom of wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. So I do invite you to do that today if you haven't already. And now I'm going to jump right into this incredible thing that I heard the other day that so beautifully explains kind of a phenomenon that I have a little bit of a hard time explaining sometimes. Here's the phenomena. Right now, especially in the way that a lot of society thinks, you know, we talk a lot about abundance versus scarcity, and I am a true believer in having that abundance mindset and how important that is. But what I find to be sometimes difficult to express is that abundance does not necessarily mean the absence of boundaries. And a lot of times when we put a boundary in place, especially when it comes to our finances, it kind of feels like we're fading into that scarcity mindset. And that's the part that I think is sometimes a little bit difficult to explain. And then the other day when I was listening to a podcast, the host of that podcast made an observation and I was like, oh, I think that actually really accurately explains what I've been trying to get across for all of this time. It's a it's a bit of an anecdote, uh, but it's still very, very interesting to me. So what he said was that babies are born with the capacity to learn 7,500 languages. I'm guessing that's about how many languages there are in the universe. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting that, you know, as as babies, we have that capacity and yet by the time we leave this earth, most of us are only speakers of one language, at least fluently. Many people learn two, three, maybe four if they're really, really excited about language. But the reality is nobody dies knowing all 7,500 and most of us have limited ourselves to one. The interesting thing about this, though, is that as we are taught, usually by our parents and you know other influences around us as we're growing up, the one language, whether it's the inflections, the accents, the words themselves, the meanings behind those things, we are technically limited by that, by that teaching. When we teach this to our own children, we are ultimately limiting them. But without that limitation, they couldn't even speak one language creating a free-for-all where we select different words and different intellects from all of these 7,500 languages. If we were to throw all of those together in a mix, then our ourselves or our babies, whoever it is that we're talking about in the moment, would not have the capacity to put those things together. They would be riddled with confusion and not understand what something is supposed to mean. And so limiting them to that one, two, or three languages actually allows them to communicate now, how many times do we struggle with that idea of limiting beliefs? But when we allow ourselves to impose some of those boundaries, 
even when it feels like we're limiting ourselves, we're actually freeing ourselves to lean into that which serves a purpose for ourselves and for others. I don't know about you, but this is actually something I struggle with personally sometimes because there are times when I think I can do all the things. Now, I don't really mean all the things, but there are many things that I actually do believe I'm good at, that I'm capable of. There are certain things that I'm interested in. There are things that I can do, tasks that I can complete. And yet that doesn't mean that all of those things need to be done. And it certainly doesn't mean that all of those things are serving a purpose. So if I were to spend all of my time, you know, looking at honing all of these different skills, then I would never really become great at one of them. It's kind of that whole idea of, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. I think that as those babies we talked about earlier, as they were learning how to master one language, they let some of those other trades go, and yet it allowed for that communication. So as we tend to you know, decide, okay, here are some of the things that I'm really great at, these are some of the purposes that I have, and we start to put boundaries on those other things, then it allows us to dive in and lean into that purpose. Now, what does all of this have to do with money? Well, I think if you kind of replace the idea of yourself with money, especially with that thing that I just talked about with purpose, you can realize that money itself has purpose. Now, it's not the same kind of purpose that we have, but money is inanimate object, right? Uh, and so it's not it's neither good nor bad, but we use it for purpose of something. And as you're looking at your cash flow and as you're looking at what your values are and your priorities and you're seeing where does your money go, how does it reflect all of that, you can ask yourself, what do I want the purpose of this money to be? Now, as you are identifying, well, the money itself could do just about anything. It has, it's the jack of all trades and the master of none, right? It could be used for buying stuff. It could be used for creating memories and experiences. It could be used to pay it forward for somebody else who might be in need. And yet, even though it's capable of being used for all of these things, it will only be used for the things that you tell it to be used for. And that's what makes each particular person's cash flow system so unique, is that yours will look different than mine, and mine will look different than every other listener who's on here. Because even though there might be some similarities about you know what the things are used for, it should reflect our actual value system. This is where we need to put boundaries in for those dollars. Those dollars do not know where you want them to go. So when we put those boundaries in place, again, it can feel limiting sometimes. It can feel like, well, am I really having that abundance mindset if I don't believe that I can have more? And I just want you to realize that putting a boundary in place right now for the dollars that you have in place right now is not the same as deciding that those are the last dollars you'll ever have. That's really what that scarcity mindset is, is that What you have available to you right now is all that you'll ever have available to you. And that's not true. In fact, I think one of the coolest things about having less is that it creates this need to be creative. And it almost forces us to start thinking about how to do more with less. It's Parkinson's law. When we learn how to do more with less, though, it actually allows us to create more. 
So we are not using up the resources that we have available to us all the time. And we're actually figuring out, okay, when we get more of those resources, we can start using them in ways that then create more. And that's where that abundance mindset comes in. But if we don't limit ourselves a little bit, then our money will be confused. It's not going to know where to go. It's not going to know what its purpose is. So just like the babies who have the capacity to do just about anything, learn just about any language, without the limitation of understanding what the certain dialects are and the, the vocabulary and the accents that go with that, then just like we aren't going to know what our purpose is if we don't lean in on the certain talents that we have and, and the gifts that we've been given and actually identify what skills we can hone our money isn't going to know any better if we don't tell it where to go and what its purpose is. So I encourage you today, look at how do all of these things relate? What is your purpose? How do you lean into that? And how can your money reflect that accurately? How can you tell your money what its purpose is so that it aligns with yours? You guys, when you figure that out, you're going to find that you're not going to feel super limited when you're looking at how to spend and save and invest your, your income. Instead, you're going to feel accomplished because you were intentional with where those dollars went. But again, I say it is important for you to narrow it down so that you know what it is you're focusing on. So the first thing that you're going to want to do is make sure that you narrow down what those values are. What are your values, the core ones, the top two or three that you're like, I want everything that I do, everything that I spend, every everything that I claim to be, to be centered around those three things. If you can do that, identify what those are, then some of this other decision making is going to be so much easier. So if you narrow down your language per se, then you'll be able to know which vocabulary words to study, what those dialects sound like. You'll be able to hear some of those accents and you'll be able to identify those as you're going around. And then when you hear a foreign language, if it's something that you know is like, that's not something I'm working on, it doesn't make that foreign language bad. It just makes it not your language. And that's really what we're looking at right here. What language are you wanting to speak with your money? And what does your financial situation communicate about you? If you're not sure what the answer to that is, or if you know and you're not happy with what you're seeing, let's chat. You can set up a free strategy call by going to chatwithmc.com, or you can ask me any questions or let me know what, you, what your findings were by simply texting podcast to 623 400 5225. Again, I appreciate each and every one of you and I hope you have a fantastic upcoming week. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Make Money Behave podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about the Make Money Behave podcast by leaving a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. If you'd like to connect directly with Maria, text the word podcast to 623-400-5225. In the meantime, don't just make money make money behave.